So the Max and Wancast got its first sponsorship, Max. You want to know what it is? Tell me, please. It's Anchor. Why don't you tell us a little bit more about Anchor, Max? Well, I know it's free, and I know they have a bunch of creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast, whether it's from your phone, your computer, or whatever you're using. But I know one thing. You know a lot more about editing than I do. Yeah, most definitely, bro. I'm the one that steers this ship as far as edit-wise. But what I like about it, I like that you can distribute your podcast automatically all in one place to Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more, like Google Podcasts. You can also make money from making your own podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need in a podcast all in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started today. Link in the description, guys. I was shocked. This is the NFL. This isn't the NBA. Most free agents don't turn down money. This is a big blow to the Ravens. Like, if they could have got him, it really would have put them in the driver's seat, in my opinion, for the division. Does their receiver still need help? And if Pittsburgh lost him, I know it's Pittsburgh. They always seem to have good receivers. He's a good football player. I give him a lot of shit because I hate the dancing. I think he's a little bit overrated. But I'm just shocked it's a one-year contract for him. Yo, what is up, everybody? This is Max from the Max and Juan cast. This is part two of the NFL free agency frenzy. We did the last podcast when? One Tuesday? Wednesday? Tuesday, Wednesday. There's been some big signings since we did that because, of course, there was. I think literally an hour after we were done, there's like three more signings. We're like, wow, of course. <laughs> so I figured today we just hit on the ones that stuck out to us and we go over winners and losers. Let's do it, bro, because there are some interesting ones. And I think right off bat, one that I want to start off with, Kenny Galladay going to the New York Giants. How shocked were you? I didn't think the Giants would really be in the market for Kenny Galladay, truthfully. I know they need a receiver, but they have Darius Slayton, right? Yeah, Darius Slayton. Slayton. Who's the other guy? Uh, They got Russell, not Russell Shepard, Sterling Shepard, excuse me. And they got Evan Ingram. I mean, basically Evan Ingram is what the same thing as Kenny Galladay. He's maybe not just as physical, but he's basically a wide receiver playing tight end. I don't like the deal. I don't like it. You don't like it. Wow. Well, just the, just the money. I like Kenny Galladay. I don't think the four year 72 million is worth it for him. Granted 40 millions guaranteed. I'm not like, I'm not in love with it. It's a good move. It's good that they're giving Daniel Jones a target. No doubt. Yeah. Well, first of all, this screams out like, Hey, Daniel Jones, we're getting you some fucking weapons. Let's see what you can do. But second, I'm kind of on your boat, bro. Like, Kenny Galladay, I think the biggest thing with him is availability. Like, he hasn't been healthy these last two years. He's a great player, but, man, like, it just seems like he cannot stay healthy. Just Yeah, no, I, I'm pretty sure he played a full season two years ago, but he's bang, he's been banged up a lot. Even since the start of his rookie year, he seems like he's always banged up. Kind of like that Julio Jones shit where, oh, I'm a game-time decision. I always play, but he's always hurt. But that's like the way he's got to play. He's physical. He beats up cornerbacks. He's a great jump ball receiver. But to me, he's not a number one, though. He's like a top tier two. No, I, I don't think he's a number one either. Uh, I think this is the one signing out of the whole free agency so far that the scheme and team doesn't really fit. I think this is the first like big splurge of money of a typical bad team having money and just giving it out to someone just because they're they're a top target. Because for the most part, all these players that have been signing have been really good scheme fits. 
you can honestly, you can go another route and in, in that division, Curtis Samuel to the Washington football team. That's a great fit in my opinion with what they're trying to do, especially. And we, I don't think we mentioned last time they got Fitz magic. He's what twice as good as Alex Smith and Dwayne Haskins put together. <laughs> well, man, it's tough. It's tough seeing Alex Smith go. I think with him, it's more of Ron Rivera being scared for his life to play that guy. <laughs> No, I, I mean, wouldn't you be scared a little? I don't really want to get into it. Look, I got one question about Ryan Fitzpatrick. Do you think there's a chance, or is it just too late he can play for all 32? Is it too late? <laughs> I think he's at like 11. Damn near, he's bro. He's a third there. Fucking journeyman. I think he's like 37. Brady's 44. You can play 10 years and knock out 20 teams. That's two a year. Yeah, it, it's tough, though, man. I it's It's weird to see that Ron Rivera went with a guy like Ryan Fitzpatrick. To be honest, I I think they're going to be looking at quarterbacks in the draft. He seems like the perfect bridge quarterback. The one thing with him, though, bro, is like he always winds up telling off at some point of the season. And it's always like he starts out on fire and he winds up just fizzling out. Well, he's not like he's like the guy you want off the bench. You don't want him to actually start. You want him like to come in in relief. Like every (laughs) game ideally should be Alex. Excuse me. Should be Ryan Fitzpatrick coming off the bench. Then you're like, oh, wow, this guy's like maybe top 10 quarterback. See, he, he plays like that when he's not the guy. Yeah. But when he is the guy, it's like bottom 10. And it's kind of weird because of last season with him getting benched for Tua. In my mind, I always wonder, like, what if the Miami Dolphins just knew, like, that wall was going to come? So they just winded up just avoiding it at all costs instead of just letting it letting letting their team get hit by that wall by that ryan fitzpatrick downfall (laughs) they definitely got out ahead of it but what do you think of the curtis samuel signing are you a fan i love it? it i love it i love what what washington has been doing to be honest i hate it truthfully just because i know it's going to result in a lot of losses for the eagles (laughs) <laughs> but dude, Curtis Samuel, he's your t- he's not really an amazing. I wouldn't say he's an amazing wide receiver. He's an amazing weapon, though. You can you can blind him up in the backfield. He's kind of like a Randall Cobb. Remember when Randall Cobb would line up in the backfield? Except he's like twice as fast as Randall Cobb. This guy is a jitterbug. He's quick. He's dynamic with the ball in his hands. Their offense got a lot better. Yeah, they they honestly have three legit targets. And I know people will probably laugh at this, but Logan Thomas has turned into a very good tight end. <laughs> I mean, come on. He's not no Travis Kelsey. I, no, no, I'm laughing because you, I remember you said, we just got sworn on by some dude named Thomas. <laughs> He's like, who the hell is that? I'm like, bro, that's Logan Thomas. The, you're like the quarterback? And you were like, we officially suck. I know, bro. But he's, he's good. good. Yeah. He's legitimately he, he had good. A really, he had a really solid season last year. I do think he's a legit target for them. We all know what Scary Terry brings to the table. He's a number one guy. He's He is fucking great, bro. And then they bring in Curtis Samuel, who, who can do a little bit of everything, man. So I like I like what Washington is doing. Even um, we broke it last podcast, but even on the defensive side, like they're getting better. Like they signed a guy like William Jackson. So... I love what they've been doing. You touched on this earlier when you were talking about Tua. The Dolphins went out and got a weapon for him. They got Will Fuller. One year, $10 million contract. It's a great deal because you'd be a fool to invest long-term money in Will Fuller. That's what, like two ACL injuries, ankle, and he's serving time for a PED suspension. I don't even think he's going to be able to start the year with them. 
But man, that has to be a guy where you're salivating at the mouth if he winds up booming. Because he is a talent. Well, the only problem is the guy throwing to him has a noodle arm. So what, is he going to go deep? <laughs> what are you going to do? Throw him a bunch of wide receiver screens hey, and shit? who knows? Maybe Deshaun, maybe Deshaun goes to him, um, winds up being in Miami. But wow. I, don't, I, didn't wanna, I, know. I don't think Deshaun's going anywhere for a while. I, I get you. Um, assuming that Tua is going to stay there. Yeah, Tua's not the best deep ball thrower. But regardless, he winds up stretching the field. He's one of the best deep field threats in the NFL. Um, to me, he's like a a notch down from what Deshaun Jackson was doing in Philly back in his heyday, like just stretching Ooh, the field. That's good. Yeah, I don't think he's as dynamic as Deshaun in like the return yeah. game or even with the ball in his hands. But just field tilting speed, hell yeah, that is a great comparison. Look, I'm looking at like all the transactions because I wrote down all of them. Can I just knock out like the veterans real quick that really aren't going to make a huge yeah. impact for their team? Most yeah, likely, shoot them. AJ Green to the Cardinals, one year, six million dollar contract. That's cool. You know, it's like hopefully he can have some success finally. I hope he does good. I like AJ Green a lot, but <laughs> it's like imagine telling a Cardinal fan, "Ooh, we just got AJ Green. Get excited!" It's like, <laughs> bro, he ain't been yeah, the same more, in like more two of the years. Name. More, more of the name for him, but at least he's not going to be the number one guy. So that is a good thing. He maybe was first time in his career. Yeah. He's not been the number one. Vikings signed Pat Pete, one year, ten million dollar contract. I don't know what that does. Like <laughs> Pat Pete, I love Pat Pete. He's not the same guy. That I don't know. Like any, I guess they need help at corner, but I don't think Pat Pete's gonna solve it. I'm convinced that he probably just went to the Vikings because of the LSU colors <laughs> for the Vikings. <laughs> He's but like, hey, uh, I I think up. that's more of a leadership role for him. They have a lot of young guys in Minnesota. Hopefully, he winds up coaching up those guys and really showing them the ropes. Honestly, that ten million dollars—that's a lot of money yeah. for him. But one year, not a big deal. Yeah. It's not like you're really investing in the guy. And then we'll go to the Chiefs. Kyle Long coming out of retirement, one year, one point five million dollar contract. I love it. I love it. He's definitely an upgrade over anyone they could have got if he's healthy. That's a steal. I think the contract can be worth up to like $5 million or something. Yeah. But as it stands right now, the interior of their line got a lot better with Thune, him. Yeah, I really like it. It's it's a cheap investment. Coming out of retirement, yes. But damn, like he, he was a guy I wish the Raiders were, were going to sign. He wanted up visiting with us. I don't know what happened. Chiefs wanted up stealing him. It, that's great for the Chiefs because you know they lost two linemen this year. So they're just stacking up on the offensive line. You won't have to what? What was it? You're gonna cut off your head? What was your thing with Hassan Riddick? I can't remember. Jeez, I'm yeah. I am so glad Hassan Riddick did not dodge the bullet, bro. <laughs> God, I can't believe that. that. That was the most shocking. I thought he was gonna get very. Uh, I thought he was gonna get a lot of money. To be honest, he was one of the one of the players I seen on the market. Said, "Hey, that that guy's fool's gold. They're probably gonna pay him a shit ton of money." But you know what? I think in in recent years. This is the first time I've seen teams be very smart in free agency for the most part. Perfect deal for him. It's the perfect deal, in my opinion, for him. One year, I would not give this guy anything more than a year. Like I would have paid him like $13 million. As long as it was one year, I would be happy with whatever a team gave him. He's going to go play along a guy like Bryant Burns, so he's not going to be the top dog. So he's going to be seeing a lot of single, uh, single blocking. 
Those might be the two most athletic edge rushers in football, <laughs> that duo right there. And then another one I want to hit on, how about Trent Williams getting paid? Woo. He got paid fat. I mean, he's not going to see all six years of that money, right? Was it six years, $138 million? Man, it, yeah, I, I doubt he plays out his whole contract, but... Yeah, I mean, well deserved, bro. Uh, he's the best left tackle in the league. That's that's what he was asking for. One of those years on his career is kind of like edged out because he didn't he didn't play. I mean, so he he kind of has fresh legs in a sense. You're talking about when he had like the beef with Washington because they misdiagnosed the brain uh, brain tumor, yeah. right? Yeah, that was so terrible. I think I read somewhere that's really only a two or three year contract for about like twenty two a yeah, year. Yeah, it's front loaded, which is a a lot a lot of money. But he's worth every penny. And let's just quick hit on some of these. I'm going I'm I'm to say some names and you say who is the most interesting. Xavier Rhodes to the Colts. Keanu Neal to the no. Cowboys. No. Chris Carson to the Seahawks. And I wonder if Russ is happy with that one. <laughs> it's probably like, oh, great, a running back. And let's go with Chargers signing Jared Cook. Uh, maybe Jared Cook, see if he's got anything left. That's a good signing for the Chargers. But it's... I have two highlighted you didn't say, but I'm pretty sure you like did that intentionally. It's Juju Smith, one year, $8 million, and Broncos give Justin Simmons the most money for a safety, right? Yeah. Four years, $61 million for Simmons, one year deal, $8 million for Juju. Which one do you want to start with? Let's go Simmons first because I think he's his is going to be quick. Um, he's one of the best safeties in the league, obviously. Um, Well-deserved. They winded up tagging him. They they bought themselves a little bit of extra time to negotiate with him, and they got a deal done. I didn't think he'd get that much, truthfully. I don't think he's worth fifteen million a year. I think he's worth twelve or thirteen million. I know it's two million dollars. I'm just saying what I think. But I'm not I'm not shocked it got done. They needed to extend him. They couldn't. This is the second year in a row they tagged him, right? Yeah, he is one of the five best safeties in football, and especially with the Vic Fangio defense, he loves his defensive guy. So it doesn't shock me he got paid. Yeah. Good for him. Yeah, good for him. Uh, shout out to Justin Simmons. Well deserved. Um, let's go to the to the biggest one out of all those names. Juju Smith, you mentioned. Uh, one year deal. He is going back to Pittsburgh. I feel like he's gonna go one more ride with Big Ben. He took a massive pay cut, and there was a, multiple reports out there saying that the Ravens were offering him a lot of money. The Chiefs. He could have went to a, a lot of good teams, man. You know, big contenders, and he chose to stay in Pittsburgh. What do you think? I was shocked. This is the NFL. This isn't the NBA. Most free agents don't turn down money. This is a big blow to the Ravens. Like, if they could have got him, it really would have put them in the driver's seat, in my opinion, for the division. Because their receivers still need help. And if Pittsburgh lost him, I know it's Pittsburgh. They always seem to have good receivers. He's a good football player. I give him a lot of shit because I hate the dancing, and I think he's a little bit overrated. But I'm just shocked it's a one-year contract for him. Well, he's obviously betting on himself, and I think it's going to work out. I've always praised Juju Smith as a football player. I think I think he's a very underrated football player as far as his play on the field. I think he's very unselfish. Um, I can see why people do not like him, the whole TikTok thing. But he loves football, man. He loves football, and he obviously loves the city of Pittsburgh. He feels like he has more in the tank to give to the city of Pittsburgh and really earn that contract because next year, you know, big Ben might retire. He might come off the books. So that's going to free up a lot of money. So, I mean, hopefully he doesn't, he doesn't get hurt or anything or, 
you know, anything tragic like that or like the quarterback goes down and his numbers go down. And that's that's where betting on yourself kind of goes downhill. But uh, hopefully if everything goes according to plan, I think he will cash out next year with either if it's not Pittsburgh, definitely another team. And here's the thing about anyone who signed a one year deal. The NFL redid the negotiations with ESPN and Amazon. So Amazon now has Thursday night football. I think it was one hundred and eleven billion dollars. That money's going to make the salary go up. And com- and like you said, all through the offseason stuff, the cap's going down a little bit. Teams are going to be tight with their money. And if you sign that one-year deal, next year there's going to be a lot more teams with money. Yeah, most definitely, man. Well, those are most of the notable signings that happened from the time that we did our last podcast. But I want to do this next segment. And me and Max want to call it winners and losers of free agency. We're going to go off teams who were fairly busy in free agency. So Max is going to have three teams and I'm going to have three teams. Okay. So what do you want to start off first, Max? The winners or the losers? Let's do the losers first. And I appreciate you saying fairly active teams because that automatically eliminates the Eagles with their one (laughs) signing. There's like two signings. Of no one that good. Yeah, because to be honest, I got a couple teams on here that they only made a couple, you know, moves, but they were huge. Like I feel like it's gonna it's gonna really impact that team. So who's your first loser, Max? It's the Raiders, man, and I'm sorry. I hate to do it to you, but the cutting of basically the whole right side of the offensive line, I, I understand they ended up trading Rodney and Gabe. Rodney to the Cardinals, Gabe to the Seahawks. I get they kind of got some draft capital back, but I would never have done those moves. Maybe Gabe, but not Rodney Hudson. I'm not in love with the deal they gave to Kenyon Drake, two years, $11 million. Solomon Thomas is a bum. And Yannick Ngakwe, I get it's a two-year, $26 million deal, but that didn't help the defense. And I just I didn't love the offseason. I don't think you guys did enough to get better. No, I, I feel you, man. I feel you. Uh, I, I I feel personally the same way. I don't feel like Yannick is enough. Uh, Solomon Thomas, yeah, he's a, yeah, it's it's great on paper with the whole boomer bust, but I I don't see the light at the end of the tunnel for Solomon Thomas. And Kenyon Drake, you hit on Kenyon Drake a little bit. I've been hearing multiple reports he's going to do more stuff than just running back, that he's going to be more of a gadget kind of player, kind of like what, uh, the third round draft pick who we drafted last year and winded up training to Miami. Oh, Lynn Bowden. Yeah, Lynn Bowden. He was gonna have a role that he was gonna be like a gadget kind of guy, kind of be in the slot, be on the outside, like just be everywhere. I heard that Kenyon Drake's gonna have that role. That's why he got paid that money. I hope it goes well. Me personally, I feel like he's slightly better than Jalen Richard. And I, but but the one thing with Jalen Richard, why I like him is his pass blocking ability. Like uh, real Raider fans know, on third down, Josh Jacobs comes off the field most of the time, and Jalen Richard is into block. Why? Because Gruden trusts Richard the most. It goes back to what I said. It just doesn't seem like you guys got better. You guys literally stayed the same. And if you don't get, if you stay the same, you don't get better. And all the other team, a lot of other teams got better. I'm kind of questioning Mike Mayock in this regard. Uh, my next loser is the Tennessee Titans. I get they made the big splash. Bud Dupree, five years, $83 million. Danico Autry, three years, $21 million. I love Danico Autry signing. Bud Dupree, coming off an ACL, that much money, I'm not in love with it. 
And l- listen to the guys they lost. Corey Davis, Desmond King, Johnu, Malcolm Butler, Vaccaro, Dory Jackson, Dennis Kelly, Adam Humphreys. That's a lot of names to lose, and a lot of those guys are good football players. I don't know where they're going to go on the offensive side. I know they got Derrick Henry, but you can't run him every freaking play. And honestly, I want to punish them even more for drafting Isaiah Wilson because that guy's a freaking <laughs> bum. They wanted up trading him at least. They got some capital. <laughs> yeah, they got a seventh round pick, and then he got cut by the Dolphins. Yeah, that's crazy, man. Uh, who's your third loser? I don't know if this one kind of qualifies. I might have to pick a new one. You have to be the judge. I picked the Ravens because they haven't helped the receiving court at all. I know they got Zeitler, good signing. They re-upped with Tyus Bowser. They added a couple other guys, but the lack of receivers for them is just what what the hell are you guys doing? That's one area. You should have went all in for Vicaro. You guys should have went all in for Galladay. And they had a they had a, you know, pretty penny in in free agency. It's not like they didn't have no money. They had some cap. That's what I'm saying. I don't really see what they're doing. I know Baltimore is a team. You don't really see them ever make a huge splash signing. But they also lost Judon Yannick and, should dare I say, Mark Ingram. Is this a big loss? I don't know. It seems to always be one, according to the football announcers. <laughs> no, I, I think they'll be fine with the mad Judon. It seems like they're always finding guys in, in Baltimore for, for the defensive side, to say the least. But, no, most definitely on, on the wide receiver end, it could have been good getting a guy like Will Fuller or Davis or Galladay, like you said. Those would have been big signings, and hopefully they wind up hitting in the draft because as of right now, their top guy is Marquise Brown. And Marquise Brown did not show up last year, flat out. So they're in really big trouble. No, that that definitely the Baltimore Ravens definitely qualify as a loser. I'm glad I didn't have to pick my last team again. So who were your three losers? Well, my first one, I'm going to go with the Chicago Bears. Ooh, really? I think it's a big loss with them restructuring a bunch of contracts with Khalil Mack and all these guys on defense when they wind up going out and thinking they're going to trade for a guy like Russell Wilson or Deshaun Watson, and you wind up getting Andy Dalton. I'm sorry. The Red Rifle? Yeah, the, a.k.a. Water Pistol. <laughs> <laughs> it's just a big downfall, bro. It's it's horrible. I, I, I don't see why the Bears organization winds up signing a guy like Andy Dalton. You can't do that to your fan base. You can't do it. You can't do shit like that. You can't come out and say you're trying hard for Russell Wilson. Not getting him is one thing. But you go out and you sign Andy Dalton. And reports have came out. Andy Dalton said when he met with the Bears, they said, you're coming in to be the starter. Now, whether that's true or not, that's scary. Because to be honest, I would probably pick as much as uh, shit I give Mitchell Trubisky. I like Trubisky over Dalton. I agree. I just think that they both needed a fresh start. Trubisky going to the Bills. He's going to sit a year behind Josh Allen and try to recuperate some value. But the Matt Nagy and Trubisky shit should never have been a pairing. They didn't like each other. Nagy didn't really give him a shot. He said, it's not the guy to run my offense. I can't give the full playbook. Like, bro, you got what you got. Make it work. You the coach. Stop coming up with lame-ass excuses like that. Yeah, I don't like what they did, man. And then plus they lost a guy in uh, Kyle Fuller. They wanted up cutting him. And I, I disagree. That was shocking. Yeah, I, I disagree that with shocking. that move. I, I like Kyle Fuller. 
I think they they should have kept him. Oh man, it's just I I think the whole Andy Dalton signing and not being able to to get Russell Wilson is just a big fail, big fail in my opinion. I, I think you're fucking up with your fan base, bro. I mean that's why the Bears are in, like Bears fans like hate life right now. They they can't stand it. They they woke up that well they haven't had a good quarterback in what like twenty their whole never. history. I, you can't Here. name a single quarterback from Chicago that has been amazing. Dre- <laughs> Jay Cutler, Rex Grossman, Jim McMahon. Like, Jeez. bro, like Harbaugh's like their fucking pass leader and shit. Come on now. <laughs> Who's your next team? Uh, my next team is the New York Jets. Now, this is a team that was kind of the opposite of the Bears where they made, you know, a lot of moves. And they spent a lot of money specifically on Carl Lawson and Corey Davis. Now, this opinion goes from how much you like those guys. Me personally, I don't think you should pay a guy like Carl Lawson that money. He got three years, $45 million. I think that's too much for a guy like Carl Lawson. He's not an alpha on the defensive line. He's not going to be a guy to make it or break it on your defense. Two, Corey Davis kind of feel the same way. He is not a number one. I don't I don't like the fact that he's, he's not all that healthy all the time. And two, I don't think he just flat out just shows up in games. The Titans have been playing in big games, and Corey Davis just seems not to show up. I don't like it. They signed a guy in Keelan Cole. I mean, he's whatever. Gerard Davis. I mean, another guy that got paid, you know, a little bit of money. Gerard Davis is not that good, I feel like. Uh, LaMarcus Joyner. I can tell you. He has been shit for the Raiders. Um, Hopefully, he goes in Robert Sala's system. It's a little bit different. But he's not that good, I feel like. And then they lost that on the guy in Henry Anderson, which is not that big of a deal. But still, I just don't like the the two players that they signed in Corey Davis and Carl Lawson. I don't feel like they were worth it. I feel like they could have got better players on the market. I like Carl Lawson. I don't like his health situation. It's football. He's going to get hurt. That's every football player. But he seems to always miss a significant amount of time. The only guy I really like that they signed, shockingly, is Gerard Davis. I think he's underrated. I have a different opinion about that than you, but the Corey Davis shit, typical Corey Davis, he he vanishes some games, he goes off some games, inconsistent, he's never lived up to what he was supposed to be when he came out of the draft. Yeah, and it he's he's gonna be the number one there, so yeah, that's scary to think of. You know, hopefully hopefully they wind up you know killing the draft because they do have a lot of draft picks. And everyone's expecting them to get a guy like Zach Wilson or Justin Fields, whoever that is. We'll see. But as far as right now, their team looking as far as free agency goes, I feel like they could have did a lot better. They had a lot of money. Okay. They had a lot of money to spend. I just felt like there was better players out there that they could have got. Like, for instance, a a guy like Joe, Joe Thune, like a guard like that. I feel like that's a solid guard. And you have a lot of money. I don't see the problem with just offering them a shit ton of money to go play for the Jets. You know, it definitely would have helped the offensive line that's sucked ever since they drafted Sam Darnold. But give me your last team. I'm very curious to see who it is. And we're just talking about offensive line. Cincinnati Bengals. I'm gonna go with them as a loser. <laughs> I felt like they had some money and they did not get quality offensive linemen. I feel like there was a lot out there. Um, you're talking about Rodney Hudson, Gabe Jackson, uh, Joe Thune. 
there was a lot of guys. Why, out why there. wouldn't they make that trade for Rodney Hudson or and Gabe Jackson? Yeah. E- even a guy like Alex Mack was on was was out there in the market. Like I wouldn't I wouldn't mind the Bengals seeing that. They got a guy in Riley Reef. They signed him one year for seven point five million dollars. I don't like Riley Reef to be honest. I feel like you could have got someone a lot more a lot more better. Uh, they signed Larry Ajubi from the Browns. Ogunjobi. Ogunjobi. One year. I like yeah, that, that That's probably the I most like solid one. one. Um, they signed Chidobi Awuzie. Three years, $21.75 million. Uh, Chidobi. No, I, I don't like Chidobi. I think he got overdrafted coming out of Colorado. Uh, not a big fan another of Another one of your Colorado corners right there, Juan. <laughs> they signed a guy. They signed another corner, Mike Hilton, four years, 24. Uh, not a big fan of Mike Hilton. I, I, I don't like the two corners that they got. And then the big splash that they did do, they got a guy in Trey Hendrickson. Man, uh, fool's gold. I feel like he's uh, we we expected a guy like Hassan Riddick to get that money that Trey Hendrickson got. Trey Hendrickson got four years, sixty million dollars. Do you think he's gonna be the guy in Cincinnati? He had six and a half sacks over his first three years. This year he had thirteen and a half, playing in a pretty stacked defense. In my estimation, I don't trust that. No, I don't trust that production. Here's the thing: it's all about Joe Burrow and Zach Taylor. And you did nothing really to help them. Riley Reef, he's going to have to play left tackle. Jonah Williams, you can't count on him to even play. Yeah. What, are you going to kick him back in the guard? So you got Jonah and Reef. Do you have anyone else noteworthy who's playing? Everyone else pretty much sucks on their yeah. line. There's a reason Joe Bro got hurt. He probably should have got hurt a lot earlier. He said it. He was running for his life since day we one. We said it in our outlook for them. Their, their job should be offensive line. Build your offensive line. You got a stud quarterback. Protect him. Okay? Even even the San Diego Chargers, uh, excuse me, the Los Angeles Chargers wanted up signing a, a very good offensive line. Like, in one year, they wanted up rebuilding their offensive line. You know? And the Cincinnati Bengals just did not do that. And in my opinion, offensive linemen that are coming out in college – they're not all that well, like well prepared for the NFL most of the time, just because of the college offenses that are out there these days. These linemen are not blocking for more than two seconds. People are going to point to this last tackle class. Well, when the hell have we ever seen a tackle class like this where there was four surefire first rounders or what five? When there was five good first round tackles taken, that's not realistic. Yeah, exactly, and I, I don't, I don't see the problem of paying a solid guard like a lot of money. I just felt like the Bengals failed to do that. It's because it's not sexy, bro. Yeah. Who, who really gets excited? Like, who the casual fan base going to say, oh, we got Joe Thune or Joe Tooney or whatever they're going to say. They don't even know how to say his name right. Yeah. There's still time, though. They could still get a couple guys like Trey Turner's out yeah. there. But you kind of already lost, like, the cream of the crop guys. Like, why wouldn't you pay Lindsey? The Chargers are like, oh, shit, we have this asset. Exactly. We're going to protect our exactly. asset. And, and plus they lost out in, on, on a guy in William Jackson. Which I I'm an absolute fan of. I would have given him that money, yeah. over Trey Hendrickson and and all the other guys that they lost. I understand it. Like Carl Lawson, get it. John Ross, get it. You got to part ways. You got to kill that marriage. And then AJ Green, obviously, same 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 boat. Like you got to kill that marriage. It's it's already done deal. So yeah, Bengals losers for me. And 
let's go to our winners. Since you went first, I'll go first this time. First one, you brought up we, we brought up William Jackson. I'm gonna go with the Washington football team. I think they were absolute winners in this free agency. They Damn. wanted up getting a quarterback in Ryan Fitzpatrick. A good, you know, if they don't wind up drafting the guy that they like in the draft, he's going to wind up being the starter. They signed a guy in Curtis Samuel who gives them another weapon. And then they signed William Jackson, man. That defense is already good as it is. They, I feel like it was a big upgrade for Ronald Darby, a guy who they let walk. He Like, William Jackson is a lot better than Darby. Oh, absolutely easily. I watched Darby on the Eagles for a couple years. He was good, not great. William Jackson is a tier above him. And you know what else they did? It was really under the radar. They kept Brandon Scherf, one of the best guards on football. Yeah, that was huge. So you're not losing one of your linemen. You just got a quarterback. You're going to need a block for him. And Curtis Samuel, he's dynamic. We already touched on him. They definitely like reestablish why they're probably the best team in the division. Yeah. If Ryan like it all it all falls on the quarterback like we say, but their defense is legit, man. I really like that signing. We all know what the defensive line brings to the table. So I'm going to go with Washington Football Team as my first winners. Second winners, Cleveland Browns. Big winners, man. I really love Ooh, I love one. the two free agents that they signed. They signed two Rams, John Johnson the 3rd. Three years, $33 million. Great signing. It was under the radar as far as one of the signings that went down. I feel like it was really underrated because he didn't go for a lot of money. And he was one of the best safeties last season. Part of the reason why is because safeties are not getting paid that much. But regardless, you get a player like John Johnson for that money, that's phenomenal. And then they signed a cornerback in Troy Hill also from the Rams, four years, $24 million, great value. Their second cornerback position's up in the air. Drafted a guy in Greedy Williams who wanted up getting hurt last season. I think Troy Hill is a better option than him. I love Troy Hill for them. They signed Tack McKinley. He's, he's like whatever. But I love what they did. Don't do a Raider like that. <laughs> I, Come on. Yeah, well, he's he's not really much. I, I mean, he's... He, no, he's, he's yeah, not. He, he ain't nothing. And then they they signed Rashard Higgins. But those two guys are obsolete. It's all about Troy Hill and John Johnson. I love what they did with those two guys. I feel like they got them on the cheap, and they're really great players. Like, they came for the number one defense on the Rams. And this Cleveland Brown team is looking to, to take that number one spot in that division. And it's really looking like it. Well, you, there was reports John Johnson turned down more money. To go to Cleveland, he thought it was the best situation, and I applaud him for it. It's a great situation with the pass rush. The linebackers are shaky in Cleveland. I'm not going to lie about that. But the defensive backfield, especially with him and Troy Hill, it's a lot better. Troy Hill can play some nickel. He can play outside. He's been an under-the-radar corner for the last two years with the Rams. Yeah. And you said safeties aren't getting paid. Well, shit. Every safety ain't getting paid unless your name's Justin Simmons, bro. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. He might be the biggest winner of free agency so far, Justin right. Simmons. And my third and final one, it hurts me to say, but Kansas City Chiefs, man. I'm, I'm going to start it off with they lost Mitchell Schwartz, an all-pro guy in our opinion when he's healthy, and they lost out on guy in Eric Fisher who tore his Achilles. Um, he's been their left tackle ever since day one when they drafted him. They wanted up losing on both tackles, but you know what? They wanted up getting probably the best lineman besides Trent Williams on the market. 
and Joe Thune. They paid him five years, $80 million. Well worth it. He's going to be great on their offensive line. And they wound up signing a guy in Kyle Long, who I think is very solid for them. So they still got the draft ahead of them. But I love what the Chiefs did. They recognized that their problem was offensive linemen. Okay, no problem. We'll pay a shit ton of money to the best guard on the market. I love what they did. They kind of went the opposite way of what the norm has been for years in the NFL, where it's like you build with the tackles. Well, they got the inside of the line set. Now they have two big holes at tackles. And there's some guys out there still they can maybe bring back one of the two guys. It was more about the money they were going to save than anything. They restructured a bunch. They still have some money out there. They can get better. And let me be clear with you. We both have the Patriots as a humongous winner, don't we, Juan? I just took the Patriots as one of my winners, so Juan went a different way. So everyone out there saying, how did Juan not have the Patriots? We both technically had them. He just let me take them for my three. So I'm not really going to go on about the Patriots. We covered them, what, in the whole podcast last last one? We went all over them. It was basically the Patriots podcast. Yeah, exactly. The the Patriots, I, I think they hit a home run. A lot of people are going to say that they signed, oh, no difference makers. No, dude. It's all about it's all about a system in, in New England. And we went over it in our last podcast. All those guys fit New England Patriots. And all those guys fit their scheme, most importantly. They got the dual, the, um, the dual threat um, at, at tight end. They got two guys. First time since Gronk and Hernandez. And you've seen what happened the last time they had two tight ends like that. Exactly. And one of my winners, I'm going to go the opposite way of one with the Chiefs. I went the Bucks. They somehow didn't lose Barrett or Godwin. We made the whole offseason outlook talking about, is it Godwin? Is it Barrett? Is it Godwin? Is it Barrett? Shit, they didn't even lose Levante David. They kept everybody. It's very rare when you see a Super Bowl team keep everybody. I was shocked. Yeah, it, it looks like they're they are full force and they're going to run it back. And the two guys that are probably still on on the market that's not on their team is what Leonard Fournette and Adamican Sue. A lot of people will argue that uh, Leonard Fournette they can get a guy like Ronald Jones or a guy in the draft and replace his production. But as far as the the most important guys, I feel like especially a guy in Shaq Barrett, he was huge for them last season, and then Chris Godwin. Like he was, he was a hot commodity. If he would have hit the market, like he was gonna get paid, and the fact that they wanted up tagging him, not panicking, tagged him at the last, the last possible minute, and they wanted up signing Barrett for not that much money. They got him at kind of a bargain. They didn't break the bank for that guy. No, they did not. I thought he would have got Bud Dupree money. Yeah, most definitely. It, it it was great. It was a great job by the Bucks. And then you mentioned Levante David. He took a little bit of a pay cut. I feel like he could have got greedy and got some more money somewhere else. But they're all about running it back this year with Todd Bowles, specifically the defense. I've I, I recently heard an interview by Levante David, and guys just absolutely love Todd, Todd Bowles. Like. That defense just loves loves the philosophy, loves the way he plays. It's they want to run it back, and signing Shaq Barrett and Levante David is great, man. It definitely was. And my last and final team was the Los Angeles Chargers. I love the addition of Corey Lindsley, Jared Cook. They added a couple other depth guys. Look, you have an asset. You protect it. Bengals, you're a loser because of what we just talked about. Chargers, you're a winner because of the same thing. They both have rookie quarterbacks going into their sophomore year, and one team's going to leave them out to the Wolves. 
basically. And that's why I made them a winner because they were smart about it and they fired their coach. That went into a little bit of my decision. <laughs> I love every time you mentioned the Chargers, you're like, yeah, good job just for firing Lynn. <laughs> Hey, is that not right? No, is that no, is that not a good point? One hundred percent correct, man. One hundred percent. No, I like it. I like it. I, I like the fact that they went out and and got an offensive line. Uh, Corey Lindsley's a stud, man. All pro. They lost out on Rayshon Jenkins, who I like, and they wound up losing out on um, who's the other guy that they cut on the other side, Casey Hayward. But I heard that they got a couple of young guys behind them that they kind of like. Plus, they still got Chris Harris, I believe, right? They do, and they have maybe the biggest wild card in football, Derwin James, if he can get healthy. Hasn't played in, what, like basically two years? Jeez, that's a guy who's just career's been derailed by injury. Well, that's it for our winners and losers. Um, to be honest, there there are a couple guys still out there, a lot of veterans. There's a lot of uh, veteran cornerbacks out there still. I'm interested to see where Dory Jackson and Kyle Fuller go. I think those are two guys who could help a team. Yeah, I'm interested too. I- I'm interested to see where Richard Sherman goes. He's still on the market. I feel like he's gonna milk it. He's not gonna be the type of guy to, you know, pick so quick. He's gonna he's gonna put some thought on where he goes. But um, yeah, uh, I'm I'm excited, dude. We're getting closer and closer to the draft. I can't wait. Draft time is one of my favorite times, especially when you're picking the top 10 like we are. Can't wait for us to take another quarterback. It's going to end up worse than my bracket. Oh, my God. God. dang, bro. We suck. I suck, bro. I picked Texas. You know that, right? Bro, I picked Ohio State. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> to be my champion. <laughs> yeah. So, no, I'm pick- I picked Texas to win. I'm telling you, I equally as bad. <laughs> and bro, I, I hate the people in there that pick like Gonzaga and like the number one teams. Like, oh wow, that's original. <laughs> They're good though, man. Gonzaga's good. No, I agree. Yeah, I, I agree. I just don't want to. I don't want to. It's the props. tournament though, kind of like the NFL. Uh, it's a it's a one game. All right, a lot of it's not no seven game series. The best team is not always gonna win. So if you come, if if you come unprepared one night and you're just off. It's gonna cost you, bro, and you're gonna wind up you're losing. going home. Yeah, you're gonna go home, and I can't believe how bad we did, bro. <laughs> Wait, look, I was second. Look, look, I'm gonna check right now are the standings in the look, bracket. We still got a chance, even though our bracket has been fucked. Everyone's bracket has been fucked. All right, <laughs> there's so many teams that have went out in the round of 64. I think we'll be fine. I still got faith. Yo, I'm I'm doing good. I'm in second right now, but my champs out. We're the only two people who's champs out. Oh, there's four people with champs out. Thank God. <laughs> hey, I picked the. You're in fourth. I picked, You're in fourth. I, I ain't mad. Look, at you. I, I'm, I'm kind of happy. I I picked Loyola, uh, Chicago, to go pretty far, <laughs> just because I remember them from a couple of years back. The old chick, yeah. right? What's her name? Sister Jean. Yep. So. I picked them. I'm kind of happy with myself for picking that that upset. But, um, yeah, dude, it's been fun. Yo, I didn't pick Oral Roberts. No one did. Because my friend Wayne went there. Really? And I was like, I should pick them. I should pick them. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, if they suck. Wow. And I was like, I was so That's mad. That's crazy. <laughs> Fucking Oral Roberts. I got Oregon State going far, though. That's the only good thing. <laughs> well, yeah, man. Um, hey, really quick. How much logic did you use? Or you just like no, went no, all out? it's it's no logic. Uh, no, no logic. You, you're Thank just you. you're shooting craps, bro. I mean, come on. It's it, 
I try to ask people to do a bracket, and they're like, I don't know college. Like, dude, that shit does not matter. Perfect. It's March Madness. Perfect. I asked my sister who doesn't know anything. Exactly. Like, that's... It's the best bracket. Yeah, I've that's had. the best bet you gotta do. You gotta you gotta go in with no knowledge because it's March Madness. Anything can happen. Ohio State will lose in the first round. Like it's crazy. Okay, that's Texas will lose in the first <laughs> exactly. round. Exactly. That's just the Thanks, that's just the Texas. way the bracket is. It's it's just flip of a coin, bro. It's it's crazy. But we hope you guys enjoyed this free agency recap. By one one point or another, we're we'll we'll revisit the free agency when everyone winds up signing and you know we get closer to draft season and do a couple of mock drafts you know we're excited me and max are excited to do those we've been watching some film getting our analysis on a couple of players so we'll be eager to get those out to you guys but we're gonna have a jam-packed week for for this week we're dropping this this is dropping on monday so hopefully you guys are listening to us on monday uh We'll be having two podcasts for the NBA drop this week. We're going to be talking a lot of NBA. Braun Hurt, Hawks are hot. Uh, the Nets are hot. It's a whole bunch of stuff going on. MVP race, all all of that, okay? Oh, my God. The MVP race is screwed. Embiid, Giannis, and LeBron are all going to miss some time. <laughs> yeah, man. That might be the year of the Jokic. It's gonna, That's all I'm going to yeah, say. It's going to be exciting, man. So we look forward to doing those and giving those out to you guys. But But you know what they should do on? They should follow us on all major platforms at Max underscore Wancast. Is that right? Yes, that sir. One? I'm taking your job today, buddy. <laughs> yeah. We're on every social media. We've always constantly putting out content. That's what you say, yes, right? Yes, sir. And we really appreciate all the support. We really do. There's stuff on YouTube. One's making clips. Hey, check out the MJC clips, man. Some people... Don't have time to to listen to our whole podcast. We know you guys are busy. Hey, I chop them up. I let you guys watch a little bit of clips in the background, whether it's football highlights or some pictures. I I shorten it out for you guys, all right? MJC clips, all right? I try to give out the most interesting topics that we had during the podcast. So check those out, man. Our YouTube is growing every day. We're almost at 150 subscribers. So if you haven't already, subscribe, all right? Do us a favor. Oh, my God. Are you serious? Almost 150. I believe we're at 140. Let's go. That's crazy. I'm so happy. I'm thrilled, bro. I would have been happy with 100, you know? (laughs) Exactly, man. So big things are coming, man. One, I got one more thing before we go. Can we each pick a new tourney champion? Because we're both out with our (laughs) champs. Who are you going to pick? I'll go Baylor. Screw it. (laughs) Baylor. (laughs) Fucking uh, clone of Donovan Mitchell. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Damien or uh, I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go with Loyola uh, Chicago, all right? Oh Cinderella my god, story. I almost said them just to You know what? Can I I'm changing my Oral Roberts. Oh, I'll take Oral Roberts. <laughs> I'm out, all bro. Right, man. We out, bro. Peace.